Uh, good morning. I'm Michelle Andrews, the associate pastor. Uh, Reverend Nicole is enjoying a week off. Her, Their son and new daughter-in-law are down for some time uh, before the holidays, and this is a good time um, to sort of catch your breath and get ready for this last push before Christmas. If you would like to follow along in our church app, uh, there's a tab for sermon notes. So we are in the fourth Sunday of Advent, um, and in this extended Advent that we celebrate. Can you believe that we are halfway, we're past halfway? Um, And in these weeks in this series, we are talking about being open to receiving the gifts that God has for us. And just as a review, on the first week we talked about the gift of not being in charge. And then we talked about the gift of plenty. And last week, we talked about the gift of purpose. And I want you to just hold on to that in a corner of your mind for, uh, we're going to talk about it again in a couple of minutes. Today, we're talking about the gift of peace. Um, Is it just me, or are there any of you gathered here and those of you that are watching online who feel like you could use some peace in your life? Right? We do. There are, there's a lot going on. This week we've had um, another school shooting. The pandemic continues to affect our lives. The stress of the holidays is coming. Um, we might be worried about what next year will bring. And we each have those own things that we're dealing with right now um, that threaten to steal that gift of peace. So I want you to do something with me. I want you to take a deep breath in, and as you breathe in your head, I want you to name what you feel like is threatening to steal your peace today. And then as you breathe out, breathe it out as an act of giving it to God in this time. Peace is a gift that God gives to the world. Jesus talked about it as we read the Gospels and in the New Testament letters. Um, And I love the wisdom. It's sort of like um, Jesus knew that we were going to need to be reminded that we have this gift of peace. There are two verses I want to look at quickly before we get into the longer text for today. And one of those is from Matthew's Gospel. It's Matthew 5, 9. And it says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. This gift of peace that we have is not just for us to have and hold on to and stand on. We are called to be peacemakers in the world, to use this gift that God has given us to help others know and claim and live on the promise that there is peace for them. The second verse comes from John's Gospel, and it says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. Again, it is this reminder from Jesus um, that this peace that comes from him is not the peace of the world. It's not the every day is going to be happy and fun. It is a deep and abiding peace that sustains us through hard times. And I feel like this last part of the verse I want on a poster in my office and my car and the shower and all of the places, right? Because I worry, I get afraid, we all do. 
But Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. This gift that we have of peace is a peace that allows us to rest in God's protection and presence. In the New Testament, um, and uh, some of the writings of Jesus, and then in some of Paul's letters, there is this common greeting, um, peace be with you. And this piece in the context of when it was written is more than just wishing someone um, to have a peaceful feeling or a peaceful day. This refers to the proper administration of justice and goods. It is wishing someone that they would have peace, that deep peace. It is wishing someone that they would have all that they need so that they can live with that peace. It is wishing and reminding other Christians, as this greeting was exchanged, peace be with you, that we have a responsibility to share this peace in the world. Now, if you grew up in um, the church, you may or may not be familiar with the tradition of passing the peace. Does anybody remember passing the peace? I will tell you, as an introvert and as a child, I thought it was the weirdest thing to do. Right, but it was so often in as part of worship, the pastor would say, It's time to pass the peace. And you would extend your hand uh, to someone and say, Peace be with you. And they would extend their hand to yours, and their response would be, And also with you. Now, we're still in a pandemic, and I am still an introvert, so we are not passing the peace today. But I do think that it is good to remember that tradition um, that some of us have. It is a physical reminder that we are connected as Christians. It is a physical reminder in that touch of a handshake that this peace that we each have within us is a gift from God. It's a gift that we share as Christians. It is a gift that we are to share with the world. So let's take a look at today's um, scripture. This is the passage that comes right after what Reverend Nicole preached on last week. So the angel has come to Mary and told her that she was going to have a baby and that it would be the Son of God. This is just after that. So this is Luke 1, 39 through 56. And I feel like I want to warn you that I chose to use the message version this week, which if you've not read it, is going to be different from uh, your hearing a reading of this passage before, but I think there is benefit, especially in passages that we might be familiar with, to read them in a different version because it asks us to pay attention and to hear it in a different way. Mary didn't waste a minute. She got up and traveled to a town in Judah in the hill country, straight to Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby in her womb leaped. She was filled with the Holy Spirit and sang out exuberantly, You're so blessed among women, and the babe in your womb also blessed. And why am I so blessed that the mother of my Lord visits me? The moment the sound of your greeting entered my ears, the babe in my womb skipped like a lamb for sheer joy. Blessed woman who believed what God said, believed every word would come true. And Mary said, I'm bursting with God news. I'm dancing the song of my Savior God. God took one look at me, and look what happened. I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. 
What God has done for me will never be forgotten. The God whose very name is holy, set apart from all others. His mercy flows in wave after wave on those who are in awe before him. He bared his arm and showed his strength, scattered the bluffing braggarts. He knocked tyrants off their high horses, pulled victims out of the mud. The starving poor sat down to a banquet. The callous rich were left out in the cold. He embraced his chosen child, Israel. He remembered and piled on the mercies, piled them high. It's exactly what he promised, beginning with Abraham and right up to now. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months and then went back to her own home. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. So Mary's response to the angel's announcement is to go to her cousin. And if we remember, the angel had also told her that her cousin Elizabeth, who was past um, expected childbearing years, was also expecting. And while the scripture doesn't tell us why Mary went so quickly to see Elizabeth, it might be we could guess that she was going to help her. But maybe there was something more. When Mary gets to Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth responds by saying, Blessed woman who believed that God, what God said, believed that every word would come true. And maybe that, in that moment, helped Mary feel understood. She had someone who she cared about and who cared about her, who wasn't going to judge her for being a young, unmarried, pregnant woman who would encourage her when it seemed like she couldn't handle everything that was going on, who would remind her that she was being faithful to what God had asked her to do. And when we are faithful to the things that God asks of us, we can trust that God will see it through. Do you remember a minute ago um, I asked you to hold on to purpose that Reverend Nicole talked about last week? When we know what that purpose is for our lives, when we know what God is asking us to do, we can have peace in pushing through and doing what we need to do, even when what is going on around us feels like chaos and feels like it pulls us off of this path, even when what's going on around us says, that's not really what you're supposed to do. When we know our purpose as Mary did, we can have the strength and the peace to be faithful, knowing that God is with us. And I want to imagine um, that as Mary and Elizabeth had this exchange, that Mary could finally breathe. Right? She had gotten this announcement that would have left her ostracized and judged and shamed and maybe worse. But Elizabeth has allowed her this space to breathe. And so in verse 46, Mary's response begins, and this is referred to as the Magnificat. It is Mary's song of praise to God. It is the words of her heart being sung to God. And part of what she says is this. I'm bursting with God news. I'm dancing the songs of my Savior God. I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. His mercy flows in wave after wave on those who are in awe before him. 
He scattered the bluffing braggarts and knocked tyrants off their high horses. He pulled victims out of the mud. He fed the poor at a banquet. He piled on mercies. Can you see that Mary has this deep peace within her, that what she is about to do is what God has asked her to do? And just as God has promised to be faithful to her, as she remembers the ways that God has been faithful in the past, she promises to be faithful to what God is asking of her. She has a part in building the kingdom of God on earth and waiting for that day when that would be fulfilled. Jesus brought God's peace into the world. It is one of the gifts that we can choose to receive this Christmas. And if you have been with us for the last several weeks, you'll remember that uh, Reverend Nicole has invited us to take two postures. One is this, so cross your arms in front of you. Hard to receive a gift if this is your posture. But when our arms and our hearts and our lives are open, we are ready and able to accept whatever the gift is that God has for us. And for Mary, in this moment, it was a gift of peace. Now, it would be nice to think that the gift of peace means that all of the hard things go away. But there is no magic wand that makes that happen. In this time and in the, this place in the world, um, in the context of Jesus saying, I leave you my peace, they were facing discord and hate and frustration and worry and distress. All things that threaten to disrupt peace. But the peace that Jesus brought, the peace that God has for us, is a peace that we can have in the midst of those things. So this is what was happening in ancient times. But are you experiencing any of those same things today? Discord and hate and frustration and worry and stress. We're living in the midst of those as well. And yet when we receive and hold on to the gift of peace that God gives, we become part of the healing of the world. There are three things I want us uh, to hear today. And the first is this. Being a peacemaker identifies us as part of God's family. That uh, verse from Matthew that I shared at the beginning, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. When we model cooperation instead of competition, we share peace in the world. And there is no magic wand that will make peace just appear. But when you and I, as Christians and as followers of Jesus, allow the peace of God that is this gift to motivate our actions and our words, we become peacemakers who sow those seeds of peace wherever we go. And as that grows, so grows the kingdom of God. The second is this. God's peace is hope for the poor. Jesus came to show us a way of life that when we turn our attention away from ourselves and to the needs of others, that being a part of God's family means that we take care of the needs of others, that we feed the hungry, that we sit with the lonely, that we visit those who are sick or in prison, 
that we are present with those who are in grieving. God's peace, this peace that we receive, strengthens us to help others find this same peace in their own life. And the next is this, God's peace is justice for the oppressed. Jesus challenged the selfish rulers of the day who looked out for themselves and for their people and instead shows us what the kingdom of God will look like when all people will know and experience and live with the complete love that God has for us. God's peace comes with Jesus. We might look at Mary and wonder how she could have this joy, knowing all that she might face, knowing that her son would suffer in his life. But I think Mary knew her purpose, and Mary trusted God, and Mary believed that God's plan was to heal the world, and that in some way she was a part of that healing. And that's a part of us as well. When we are faithful to God and let God's peace be what leads us and guides us and sustains us, we too become a part of the healing of the world. Mary had this peace that sustained her through all that would happen. And you and I, when we receive that gift of peace, have that same sustaining power if we will open our arms and receive it. Let us pray. 